This is an urgent appeal from the Disasters Emergency Committee. Hundreds of thousands of people have fled their homes to escape conflict in Ukraine, leaving jobs, belongings and loved ones behind. They need shelter, food and water. You can help. To donate online, search DEC or text RADIO to 70150 to give £10. Thank you. Streaming 24-7, this is Brum Radio. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Hello, you're listening to Interval Theatre. I'm Eleanor Lawson. And I'm Dave Massey. Good afternoon. How are you, Dave? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, So, uh, we're back in the Brum Radio studio uh, for another round of Interval Theatre. But we're doing a season preview first. Um, We saw this come through yesterday. Exciting things on the season preview, wasn't it? Definitely. So this is for... Birmingham Rep. Birmingham Repertory Theatre, yeah. So um, we'll talk about what's coming up in the house, first of all, in in Birmingham Repertory Mm -hmm. Theatre. There is four productions that is going to be taking over the house. They seem to be taking over the house for like a month at a time. That's that's, uh, pretty different to... We've got some brilliant productions coming yeah. up, really vibrant, challenging stuff. So at least it gives people a chance to actually go and see mm-hmm. what's on. Because sometimes shows come and go so quickly. Absolutely. You miss out on so much. So at least it gives people a bit more time. So the first production that we're looking at is uh, Breakfast on Pluto. Yep. Based the- on the novel by Patrick McCabe. Mm-hmm. And it's a new musical. Did you know anything about this at all? Is this something that's quite new to you? I didn't know anything about this until yesterday. Yeah. Uh, it's based in a rural Irish border town in the height of the Troubles. Yes. Um, and it's about someone who's fed up of this environment and kind of goes searching for their long lost mother. Interesting. That sounds very interesting. Uh, that is at the Birmingham Repertory Theatre from the 3rd to the 26th of September. Um, then there's something rotten. I'm not used to having this many musicals at Birmingham Rep. It's weird, isn't it? It is. I have seen musicals there. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously Nativity, we're going to be talking about Nativity in a yes. second. That's one that I've seen there. Um, yeah, this is a is this a premiere as well? This is a British premiere. It yes. was on Broadway, mm-hmm. has a massive following for its soundtrack. So it's already got a very cult status. And I don't think anyone expected it to have a British premiere anytime soon. And especially not in Birmingham. It's amazing because normally when things transfer over from Broadway... So you think Waitress or um, what am I thinking of? Um, Those types of ones. Moulin Rouge. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Moulin yeah. Rouge is going straight to London. So for something to premiere in Birmingham, that's really exciting for us. It is. And the next thing is a, a show that also premiered in Birmingham mm-hmm. before. Um, Nativity. Now, have you seen this? It's my favourite Christmas film, but I haven't seen it as a stage musical. So um, it was. It's, I've seen it in Birmingham at the Rep before. Um, that it, during its original original run, it, it did a, a run. I think it, it's this is its fourth year. So the last two years, it's been in London for seven weeks at Christmas. Um, and mm-hmm. Danny Dyer, both Danny Dyer, Danny and Danny, Danny and Danny Dyer. Uh, have both been in it. They had Sharon Osbourne and Ryland in it last That's year in London. That's insane to me. So I wonder who, I mean, we're going to get people that have been in it before um, coming to Birmingham. Uh, I'm, I presume that may be Scott Garnham, who has mm-hmm. been in it before um, on on the tour, mm-hmm. will be in it this year as well. Speaking about Ryland, did you see his tweet yesterday where someone complained that, oh, Ryland's in everything, why is that? And he replied, it's because I'm easy to work with and cheap. <laughs> 
And then BBC Radio 2 replied, not cheap enough. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, he is in everything. But he, he, we all like to watch him, though. He's very funny. Mm. I always find him very funny. He played a Hollywood producer in it, which is so in, unlikely. In Really? Yeah, yeah. I just don't... I can't imagine him, like, walking out. I always imagine them to be quite sort of, like, Hollywood producers to be sort of really sort of stern. He's perhaps. got the teeth for it, though. <laughs> he does have the teeth for it. Um, so, yes, Nativity. I am so excited about Nativity coming to Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be there from the 17th of November right through to the 3rd of January. I feel like it's a show really for people who love theatre as well. There are so yes. many little jokes in it for theatre people, like the fact they start off at drama school and they go to Marder, <laughs> and then they're all talking about what they'll do if they can't go yeah. into acting and they all go into teaching. It's just... There are just so many little so many inside to, jokes yeah, yeah. in it. It just it makes me so happy. Um, the Snowman is uh, back in Birmingham. Um, that was a lovely production to go and see and review. That's there from the 13th to the 17th of I January. I don't think I can see it. I'm going to cry. Have you not seen it on stage before? No, That's but brilliant. I remember crying as a kid. But I have seen Birmingham Rep in their foyer near the restaurant. Yeah. They've got oh, the, the, they've got yeah, the yeah. snowman posing and he's kind of like hung from the ceiling. <laughs> Um, not in a morbid way. No, no. But he's posed in a very sassy manner, so every Brilliant. time I see him, I laugh. Fantastic. Uh, so I can't wait to see that. That's next. Mm-hmm. That's next January, uh, in the middle of January, and then Gatsby. Gatsby. That's the that's the end of their sort of uh, um, autumn winter season. Uh, that's there from the second to the twentieth. What can you tell me about that? So it should be a radical reimagining. I'm not entirely sure what they're going to change about that, but I think it's going to tap into the political side of it. So all the politics of the American dream. When they say radical reimagining, it makes me think of what they did with Peter Pan. Yes. And and that was really like completely flipped over to see. Well, they've really stressed that it is a reimagining. Yes. But I'm, they've not changed the time period by the looks of it. That I oh, think what they want to do is have a look at the politics now. Yeah. Um, to to hold a mirror up Trump to us. Yeah. And, yeah, holding a mirror up to us, but looking back at the 20s and the 30s and how all those kinds of things took root. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that they were... We go back in time again, though, because we're talking about The Door now. So there's a couple of titles at The Door. Uh, Beast Trilogy is listed there. That looks really interesting. Yeah. So it's three different shows. Each of them are only on for one night. Yes. And they're all very linked if you look at the summaries for them. You've got Wolf, Boar and Hawk. Mm-hmm. But all of them are kind of set in a mystical landscape. All of them, it says, there's one character who's armed with just himself and a chair. Yes. And... That's quite interesting. So you've got science fiction, fantasy, and cyberpunk action thriller. So very genre-based pieces, but they look like they're going to be really fun. I imagine if you do one show after the other after the other, it will be a really exciting mix and see those parallels between them. That's 17th to the 19th of September. Bright Places, that's on from the 23rd of September to the 3rd of October. Again, really important. I love what this new season's doing with giving people that might not have had their stories told on very many stages, giving them a voice and letting them say their story. So this is, a th- it's described as a three-woman, one-woman show. So I'm imagining it's going to be three actors telling the same person's story. But it's about multiple sclerosis and about someone growing up in the shadow of chronic illness. Mm-hmm. But also with 90s pop and lots of glitter. So I can imagine it's going to be a very fun show while also talking about serious issues of chronic illness. 
The, the next one coming up that we're going to talk about is Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner. This is on from the 1st to the 5th of December. What? Right. Do you know anything about this? No. Okay, David. <laughs> right. We're going to have to have a serious question now. How much do you know about Kylie Jenner mm, or the Kardashians? I know enough to know when she's in trouble for something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a play that started at the Royal Court. Right. Um, through one of their young writers, actually. They have yes. young writers programs. And Jasmine Lee Jones started in that. Mm-hmm wrote a version of this play that they were interested in and got put on there. So it's kind of hard to explain, but it's I've read the script and it's one of the most innovative scripts I've ever right. seen because half of it is memes. Okay. So it's fine. Okay. Yeah. You know why you know I'm up for a good meme. <laughs> I'm up for a good meme too. So the catalyst for the play is do you remember the Forbes article where Kylie Jenner was named the world's youngest self made yes. billionaire? Now, I mean, we all had a massive laugh at that because Kylie Jenner it's was brought family. up in a reality TV family. Even before Kim Kardashian yeah. made the family famous, you'd got their dad, Robert Kardashian, representing OJ Simpson. Oh, I've got a lot of Kardashian knowledge. I don't know if I How should be How do you know so of much of all this? Shush, Dave, shush. Um, so basically, enormous wealth and privilege. Yes. So to, to suggest that she's a self-made billionaire is ridiculous. So this is where our story starts. We've got two girls. We've got Cleo and Cara. And Cleo is absolutely just fed up of the fact that Kylie Jenner, supposedly self-made, has kind of made a million dollars by property, by um, taking over black women's culture, essentially. She's profited okay. off their standards of beauty. She's kind of tried to adopt their aesthetics. And basically, while black women can be ridiculed for this their is, this beauty... Is a, this is the accusation that the play is Yes, this is what it's addressing. Yes. So she's fed up with that. She's fed up about cultural appropriation. So she goes on a social media tirade about how she'd like to kill Kylie Jenner. And it goes viral. Okay. And most of the play kind of talks about these two friends and it's focusing on how they're interacting through social media mm-hmm. and that's where the memes come in okay so you're going to see lots of actresses trying to physically embody memes yes you know very well okay and i mean i know very a excited for this you do know a lot yeah. of memes. i know far too many memes um karma is on from the 16th to the 31st of october is this adrian lester is this the right one the adrian lester the adrian yeah. lester this is his directorial debut Babu. Mm. I'm um, very excited. Yes. Because he's brilliant. He was in the National Theatre's Othello. Yes. Very many years ago. And he's very experienced, I mean, Shakespearean and modern actor, but this is his director's debut. Yes. So it's always interesting to see someone whose face you know from playing characters and seeing how their vision changes when they're yeah. directing other Absolutely. people. But it's a play about parents' legacies on their children. Um, a psychiatrist who leans on her mother and kind of neglects her daughter in crisis at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, new play by Lolita. You're picking up pieces of paper. You've got sheets of paper everywhere. I have now. Sheets of paper everywhere. <laughs> so dedicated. There's so many highlights on these sheets of paper that you've done. It's just mm-hmm. unbelievable. I do all my I've research. got, all I've got, is my little spreadsheet with all the details on. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like a very exciting thing to see. That was the one that was getting, for me, mm-hmm. that was the one that was getting the most buzz talked about mm-hmm. it yesterday on Twitter when this announcement went out. Yeah. It's always interesting to see actors becoming directors and to see how individual they can be. I yeah, mean, yeah. Greta Gerwig, who directed Lady Bird and Little Women, 
I don't know how many people will know that she started out as an actor. Right. So in films like Frances Ha, um, there's another film she was in with Annette Bening. So, and um, Ray Fiennes as well, who's yes. made amazing films. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, the final production that we're going to talk about that's coming to the um, the rep this autumn is Noughts and Crosses. Yes. Now, this is coming from the 3rd to the 7th of November. I watched season one. You watched the whole season. Noughts and Crosses on television. What did you think? So it was a whole season drop. I watched mm-hmm. it over two nights. Mm-hmm. I watched one to three and four to six. Um, slight Romeo and Juliet, isn't it? It is. That's what she's inspired <laughs> by. Yes. So Romeo and Juliet, but a racialized, segregated society where well, that is black Romeo people and... have the power and white people are the underclass. Um, I thought it was fascinating. What a, a fascinating thing. I knew that's what it was about. Because I've heard of Knots and Crosses for mm-hmm. so many years. Uh, I know it's a text that gets taught to students. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never read any of it before. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what it was. As soon as it started, mm-hmm. as, even like in the first 10 minutes of episode one, I was like, this is like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. And it made me think of Baz Luhrmann. Yes. Which I don't know whether I was supposed to or not, but it made me think of Baz Luhrmann. Very interesting production. I'm fairly gutted I've not seen this on stage before. So the fact it's coming back again... I wonder if we'll get a seat, though, because it'll be full of kids seeing it, well, won't it? Well, shall I tell you something interesting that I don't think you're going to know? What? The first TV series for Noughts and Crosses yeah. only covers the first three quarters of the book. The book has a pretty vivid, let's say dramatic ending. This TV the series TV that series I've seen? You, you will not know the end of the first book. I do now, because I looked on Wikipedia. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to know where it got to. Yes, well, it, only, <laughs> it so doesn't. It doesn't cover the ending. Yeah, yeah. I know where it finishes, and I know where the book finishes, and there's still a gap. So they're hoping to do a second series, I imagine. But I mean, there are five books, yeah. and she's writing a sixth, so yes. it could go on endlessly. The prop. The problem is that that you get with the Game of Thrones, like the Game mm-hmm. of Thrones thing, is that the time scale for a book is so different to the mm-hmm. time scale for a novel uh, for TV mm-hmm. and for for a stage or whatever you can accept a stage production covering maybe a few days or a few mm-hmm. weeks and if it go, jumps through time you sort of i mean bounding through time like we were doing with Faustus mm-hmm. is set right there at the start you know there's time jumps mm-hmm. coming and you're very much expecting them but in in other in other subjects it's quite weird to see when there's suddenly like like the Harry Potter time jumps mm-hmm. You know, you sort of think of that, that everybody, I mean, there isn't many people that know, that they don't know there's that jump in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm I'm interested to see how that plays out. Uh, but I was quite gutted mm-hmm. when I realised that uh, the, the novels take a turn, that the TV show hasn't. Yes. So we're not at the end of the first novel. I've only seen the first episode and I was scared to keep going through them because I knew how the book ended. Yes. But now I know the first series doesn't finish no, with it doesn't. what I know no, the ending is, yeah. then I can go through it. But I was obsessed with yeah. the books as a teenager, so I can't wait to see this. You're listening to Interval Theatre on Brum Radio. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.